0: All right, guys, we're back. Episode 88, Cutler Cast. Hopefully that's the right order. I don't know. We, we're, <laughs> we're winging this one. Uh, yeah, so we were just we just came in the office. I just got back from Richmond. I had a show out there this weekend, but we just came in the office. And we both showed up at the same time. So just so you know, the running order, sometimes we, we don't necessarily always plan things. And uh, I said, hey, why don't we shoot a podcast? We have a couple that we're working on for uh, before Matt's hiatus from... Uh, the USA, because Matt, Matt's leaving the USA. You're, you're How do you gonna, feel we're going to title this, Matt's leaving the USA? Nobody gives a shit about me. <laughs> let, let me see. So this is the 50th cake, guys. I want to slide this over so you can see this. I don't know if this is like a real cake. No, it is. But touch it. I know. Look. Oh, shit. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, don't. we're going to keep that forever. Did you feel heavy this is? Did you pick it up? No. Like, yeah, hold on. It's heavy, right? Imagine if all that was in your gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this was the this was the Fit Expo. Shout out to Jane and the staff over there that gave this to me. This was the stage cake. So this is was my fiftieth birthday cake right now. And, and you didn't weights. even eat it. No, I know. I ate a couple pieces of the cake though. These pieces. Let's see this called Oh, this has got hard over the weekend actually i, I know that's what i was gonna say i think we could just sit this on i bet you a year from now it'll still be like that <laughs> <laughs> for sure uh yeah so richmond this weekend huge huge success i want to shout out to everyone out there we had some great competitors uh i do a quite a bit of these shows you've been around it quite a bit but uh you know it's mine of my four every year and you know we've had it in richmond now it, next year will be 10 years the ten year anniversary for the Jay Cutler Classic in VA. It goes by so fast. Huh? Every year, it would just like seems like we're talking about guest appearances, and we just we actually just have a couple of new ones to announce. And uh, you know, we're already starting to think about traveling to Orlando, dude. I know, which is crazy. Should probably start looking at those. Should probably start looking at those flights. <clears throat> It seems like all the places that aren't easy to get to. I had a tra- travel nightmare coming back, and we keep talking I, about this. Yeah. I was
1: just going to say, tell us about your travel nightmare. Is it funny that I think it's funny that you had a fucked up travel nightmare? Well, day?
0: I know why you think it's funny, because I, I, I had this big, oh, you know, screw United, you know, we're 1Ks. Yeah. And yeah, I said, I'm going to start flying Delta. And I'm like, man, Delta's so good. The lounges are so good. The seats are so good. And they're on time. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, I leave at, of course, I barely sleep. I get up. My flight's at f- my flight boarded at 5, 5.05. Oh. So I sat there for like two hours. Missed a connection in Atlanta. Then Atlanta got delayed. I changed my ticket to go through LAX. So I had double stops and end up getting home. You know, basically six hours. We were supposed to shoot someone yesterday, and that didn't happen. So uh, needless to say, I went to bed kind of early last night. But I'm right back on track. Did my hour cardio this morning still have to get my training in tonight but I'm. you saw me just eat my meals right now but I want to talk a little bit today about the scope of the fitness industry because I had a lot of questions this weekend Mm -hmm. and uh one of the things people have not adapted to especially the generation that I was in was the social media aspect Mm -hmm. and people still want to I think feel like well you know I don't understand the social media but it's kind of like man you got to get on that that train a little bit. If you want to have up-to-date information, I mean, don't it's you true. think? Absolutely. I mean, all the platforms that, you know, I've kind of learned about and, you know, we started with MySpace, which i never had a MySpace account. You did. Yeah, I did. And then of course, Facebook, you know, really was the main thing, which I still utilize to the fullest, which I think, you know, I think fitness people skip the Facebook thing. Mm-hmm don't you feel like a lot of people new new generations yeah
1: I, I've noticed that there a lot of the bigger more popular influencers now don't have a strong Facebook page and Facebook is more valuable than Instagram as far as financially with the, the ROI you can get mm-hmm. from it and I've seen some of the biggest names in the industry you'll look at their Facebook page and it's got like 50,000 you know fans on it but then they'll have 10 million on Instagram yeah. to where yours has like almost 7 million even Regan has like 800,000 on Facebook and yurishna has got like 1.4 million and Dana's got over 2 million and Brian Shaw's got million and Eddie Hall's got millions like the people that have the real serious value across the board it seems like every platform they're on it excels. What
0: what do you I mean you're a huge Facebook user you you every day I think you, you utilize yeah, Facebook. Yeah you, you know my use family's it for location there. too right so yeah. is that what you use it for for contacts for I you that? know what
1: it is I don't have a, you know, I just have like a normal profile and my family's on there. So my sister and my brother and my, my nieces and, and my family. So I can see stuff that they have going on to where Instagram isn't my family. Instagram is, is just, you know, people that I meet throughout the industry and whatnot. So Facebook is, to me, it's more personable than it is on Instagram. But I've also had a Facebook page since back when I was, you know, in college when in the beginning, when you had a Facebook page, you had to have a college email to access it. It was only for college students, so you couldn't have a page until they opened up the floodgates and allowed a normal person to have a page. So Facebook has been around for,
0: you know, a long time. Do you, know? you when you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. what is the first social platform that you think you look at?
1: Uh, I, well, I first I go to my emails, text messages, WhatsApp, and then I'll probably. If you I went to a social, Instagram, probably Instagram. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't look at.
0: Okay, it. so you have Facebook, Instagram. Do you have Snapchat? I have it, but I don't use it. Uh, I just TikTok? use TikTok.
1: For- I have it, but I don't use it. And then I have Twitter, but I haven't used okay. Twitter in I like, do. since I'm starting 2015. To u- I'm starting to utilize it a lot more. <laughs> I mean, now. I have all of them, but I just the only ones I really look at are Facebook and
0: Junior. What do you look at when you? What's your first platform you look at when you wake up? Instagram stories or actual feed posts. Yeah, stories. stories. Do you feel like stories are more uh, valuable? Yeah, but
1: you know, I don't. As weird as it sounds, I don't. I don't really look at
0: like Instagram. You think? Like that. Uh, are you getting more? Because you send me a lot of like funny shorts. Yep. You, you see? I'll go shorts, through shorts, or? random shorts. Is it shorts or reels that reels. you send reels. me? Okay. I'll
1: go through random funny reels, but I don't sit and like look through like like people I follow. You know, I just I just don't. Like, every once in a while, I might go through five or six, like, swipes, and then i just get out of it because I don't really – you know, it seems like everyone's posting the same crap now. Like, you'll get on there, and, like, let's say you see, like, a training thing with the same font, and then every other person has the same reel. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: we're going to do uh,
1: – show you three of my favorite bicep exercise. Now, everybody does that. Do you think so,
0: there'll be another platform, though, that will take over these this space possible. like that? I mean, you never would have thought that – you know instagram would migrate to you know having stories i mean when we first started junior it was just posting p- images right and you never heard of algorithms and that kind you of know. stuff right i mean look you can never say never i, I mean, mean ad space comes up and i mean everything seems to like you flip through a lot of sponsored ads now that it's
1: that's nonstop what i noticed you know
0: what you know what i feel like snapchat has the most ads in people's stories i don't i don't
1: you know what's crazy i've had snapchat for I don't know, like yeah. three years or four years, and, and I use it just for the funny filters, but I've never actually scroll through and, and look
0: at You never stuff. watch people's, um, oh. some people have like full, um, like lifestyle, um, really like reality TV on there. I only have like
1: 100 people on it, though. I don't, it, it's yeah. just from when I started
0: it. But I mean, you can remember. search a lot of people, a lot of people have Snapchat. It's kind yeah. of funny, like, I'd have to say I started dating Angie because of Snapchat almost.
1: Why'd you put funny filters no, on your face?
0: No. <laughs> but, you know, back then when you added Snapchat, when you added someone's phone number, they said, hey, would you like to follow this person on Snap?" I don't know what it, how it worked, yeah. but somehow it, it suggested her because I put her phone number in my phone. So Snapchat like came up and said, hey, would you like to follow this person? And we started following each other. And that was like our first outside communication from the time that we met. And uh, then she started watching my videos, and I had my shirt off all the time, and she was impressed, I think. That
1: means you guys are sending dirty messages. No, no, <laughs> like, you <know>. no, no. <laughs> But I feel like a lot,
0: like when the kids come to me at the events, they always they have do that. Snapchat, yes. Um Snapchat. Uh, they don't have Instagram up. They have Snapchat.
1: I've noticed a lot of times when someone comes up to me, and they want to take a picture, and they hand me their phone. It's on Snapchat. And, I go, and I'm like thinking... Look, you can only take one, and yeah. it's done. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me the yeah. camera so I can take three or four oh, in case one's off. Want,
0: I think they can change the filter and maybe. Yeah, add but it's like you can it. take
1: a picture and put it in Snapchat and do yeah. the same thing. Wouldn't you want that picture on your phone and not just in Snapchat? Yeah, Did you, know, what, you notice that though huh? all the time. Yeah,
0: sometimes I want to say, hey, "Did you mean to do this?" It's never Insta Story; it's always on Snapchat. Like that's yeah. that's the craziest thing.
1: You know, I mean, look, can another platform come up of course like who would have thought tiktok was going to do what it did
0: yeah, yeah but i think i think you know i started talking about this because you know people have have always questioned like how was it how are you able to adapt and tra- transpire over from being like in the magazines and you know what i can say is like being under contract with joe weeder and being involved with the books like they they literally p- chose the images that looked like always put us in the best light. They always yeah. wrote the best articles. Do you, do you ever read a bad article about someone that was a feature yeah. in like Muscle & Fitness or Flex? It was or? controlled. So yes. think about it.
1: Imagine if if when you first got your deal with one of these outlets, if there was all these pictures out that weren't perfect, they couldn't have painted that exact picture exactly. the way they wanted for you so it helped build your legend. Yeah. All of you guys. And I think I don't know if there's anyone really active now that really came from that was in the maybe, maybe like uh, I mean, Ronnie
0: Coleman's pretty active on his media. No, no, now. No, no, no,
1: I mean, active competitor right oh. now. Like, I don't know if anyone's really left that was competing during that time. You know, maybe Exana is she still competing or I don't know, maybe um, Whitney Jones, maybe I, I'm not sure if there's any other, is there if there's any, maybe some of the female bodybuilders.
0: But what when you picked up a book, I mean, you used to read magazines, right? Of Were you actually subscribed or? Yeah, I did because it was it wasn't it was like twenty bucks
1: a year, and then you got a magazine, and you could
0: keep up to date. Did you actually read the articles? Did was there? Do you you recall any kind of any kind of articles? I mean, eventually they became like every page was an ad, right, for different things. But do you remember when Muscle Tech used to do? They do these advertorials, so they'd actually showcase the um, you know what. Like someone's life, but it was kind of like an ad for the products itself. Those were pretty cool. I mean, so the they one, show the lifestyle. The one
1: ad that I remember over anything, and I want to say this might have been around oh, maybe ninety nine or two thousand. Muscle Tech did an ad, and I want to say it was Flex or Muscle Mag International, where when you folded out the middle, it was the size of Greg Kovacs' actual size of his arm, because his arms are supposedly twenty seven cool. inches. So if you opened the magazine up and held it up next to you, it showed how big his actual arm was. So all these people were posting pictures holding it next to them to show what his arm would look like next to them. That was the one that really stood out. He
0: was the world's largest bodybuilder, they said at the time. I I mean, I don't know how much of the stuff they posted in there was true or not, but it seemed like he he was one of them. I spent time with him. I mean, that guy ate. Every like thirty minutes, it seemed like he literally. They'd have meals and they'd have sandwiches, and we'd sit at these meet and greets. And he and his wife, I think her name was Kim. She would like make sure you hungry, you know, you need to eat. And I mean, he was just nonstop eating. Wow. I remember. I want to say I saw him.
1: I want to say I saw him at the USA's, or maybe it was a Southern states or one of those around two thousand two thousand one. He didn't guest pose, but he was just in the crowd, and I just remember he had this little fan. He had this little <laughs> fan, and he and it was like he was just like sitting there, just like <gasps> he was so massive. But he didn't look like you couldn't tell he was he was covered up, but you could tell he was probably one of the larger human beings I've ever seen. I mean, in my
0: I, life. I feel like you know he was a huge asset to. You of know, course. remember they launched a bunch of products like around you know, Nitro him Tech being, uh, that
1: was based around him. And, I mean, I don't know how big he was at that time. I don't think it was his peak. I think he was on the down downward uh, slide when I saw him. But when you'd see those old magazines where it was showed him, like, incline bench pressing 675 and curling the 150 I mean, no bungos, one was doing that then, right? No one I can mean, still do that.
0: And Well, remember, you had a magazine. So it yeah. wasn't like today on social media. We can see a lot of, lot of strong people. You can search people, yeah. a bench, such and such, right? Yeah. You can watch it on YouTube or whatever. But... Remember back then there was no media channel like that. So that's what I'm saying. So migration from magazines over to social media, like the the books really portrayed the extraordinary things in a, in a limited portion. So that's where I feel like everything kind of has been watered down by social media. And that's where, of course, you know, stories, they, they change and, and whatever, like we can sit here and reminisce. And I talk a lot, on jaywalking and even like when we have our stories with Milosha, or whatever, like, you know, it, it's sometimes hard to remember these things, you know, and people yeah. expect, I think someone who I've been training for like 30 years and say, well, what did you do for this show? And what did you do for that show? And truthfully, it was never always the same thing. Of course. I mean, I would switch things up constantly and, and, you know, working between, you know, Chris Asito, he was like a touch and go guy, which I used to ask him like on a, on a Wednesday, hey, what's tomorrow's diet? He says, let's figure it out when you wake up. That's how he worked. Mm-hmm. And, and ev- everything was on or off textbooks. Like he didn't follow, oh, you have to do low carbs to get in shape. It was like, let's see how your body reacts. Let's see how your metabolism is going. And let's just kind of make it in tune with what's happening. And that's really, I remember him telling me straight out from my tournament of champions, 1995. Mm-hmm. I started the diet at... 260. And he's like, I said, what am I going to weigh? He says 225. Dude, we we literally, I stayed like 250 something the whole time. And then (laughs) the last week, you know, I dropped some weight and I ended up being 241 at the show. So, I mean, I barely lost any weight. I might've lost 10 pounds, but I sat in the 250s. And then, you know, as as I started pulling water, because back then I retained a ton of water, I was eating a lot of sodium and everything else. Like, I ended up weighing 241 that day, you know, with diuretics and whatever. Do you have any particular magazine, like, article or shoot throughout the years that just really stood out? FHM Magazine. Mm -hmm. Why is that? FHM did a feature. They came to my house after my last Arnold victory, Mm -hmm. and they wrote this mainstream article but made me seem so extraordinarily different from being a normal human. Like, they literally, like, you know, we walked into Jay Cutler's mansion. house was 3,300 feet. Yeah. Okay. That's a mansion. Just, t- just tall ceilings, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, his, like, they made, like, they described me walking like it was, like, I could barely fit through doors. And then, <laughs> you know, they talked about, like, the diet and, yeah. oh, he he cooked up, you know, 30 eggs for breakfast. And you know you th- you throw that term still to this day. I can sit in a bodybuilding crowd and they're like, "How many egg whites did you eat in the morning?" Thirty egg whites, and people are like, "Oh my god, he thirty egg whites!" What is that like? Two and a half cups? It's two cups pretty much. But yeah, yeah. but when you're cracking back then, you yeah. cracked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that scene sounds like a lot. And people people's perception, you say thirty eggs, and probably. I'm not kidding. I, I probably said, how what you eat for breakfast? 30 eggs. Because people, you assume it's egg whites, right? People yeah. know this, but you forget that you're speaking to sometimes general people. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I ate 30 egg whites. And that's a lot, right? Would you of sit course. down and eat 30 egg whites? I mean... I
1: think the most I ever did was I would add like a cup of egg whites mm-hmm. to like two whole eggs and you'd mix it up and make like a, make an omelet and then put whatever
0: you want. So out. they did this whole article and they talked about you know, all these feats. And they showed my dad in the street tanning me up and, you know, shaving the body, one, yeah. yeah, they talked about it. Is so that the
1: one you holding up the couch too? Yes, with a dog,
0: yeah. and the dog was on you're the couch, vacuuming. which you didn't see, yes. So yeah, they said, I you know, that. Jay does it all, right? And they talked about financially, how much money I made at the time, which was way more than, you know, normal. And uh, I think it really put me in a whole different light. And it was a very, very outside the, the realm magazine to what bodybuilding was. And then that was kind of like I was heading towards my peak, right? I mean, I, oh two, oh two, oh two, three, four, five, winning in oh six, and I was kind of on top of the world. So that really stood out. Um, the early, probably my first muscle and fitness article when I was twenty one. I did this. They did this shoulder. Bill Geiger wrote this pretty cool article about my shoulder routine and. You know, I look back and how young I was in the pictures, but how developed I was. And I remember, I remember literally shooting that magazine uh, spread at Gold's Gym Venice, and they put me in the Gold's tank top, and you know that was kind of part of the deal. Like you can shoot at Gold's, but you got to wear this. And and uh, you know, you remember those moments, like my first Muscle and Fitness cover, dude. I can sit here and I can literally think about the sun going down, and you know, just getting done with the shoot and thinking oh my gosh I'm I'm going to be on every news pa- on every uh, shelf and every grocery store and back then it was like that was a crazy achievement mm-hmm. landing muscle and fitness as a bodybuilder back in the 95 96 97 like you made it yeah sometimes people oh. don't sometimes people don't realize to be
1: on a magazine cover there's only 12 covers a year yeah there's only 12 so you got to think even for like the big magazines, whether it's a muscle and fitness or a flex or any of these other ones, they're gonna put people on that's going to help sell and drive revenue. Yeah, it, yeah. And Arnold Arnold's always getting one or two a year Well, because Arnold
0: there was, was I think he was always on two and he was the biggest magazine muscle yes. seller of ever, right? I mean So you still- gotta think
1: that means there's only ten magazines where there's a cover and there's thousands of people trying to get on that cover. And it could be I remember I remember in like uh Flowrider was on the cover, or it could be a just a celebrity that's yes. in really good shape. So to be a bodybuilder to get
0: that, it's a big deal. It was huge. It still
1: probably is.
0: It's not easy. And and they didn't and listen, you you'd had Doreen Yates, you had all these guys, but Doreen was like a flex cover guy. You know, they rarely put him on muscle and fitness. And for me, you know, I landed several. I think I landed two that year between you know, 95 and 96. I mean, when I won the Nationals, they put me on another one, Monica Brandt. You know, they painted us like white and, you know, they sprayed, they sprayed, uh, hair sprayed her hair so it stood like straight out. It was like some <laughs> futuristic shoot. Like with I think all she our- told me, I went on her podcast yeah, yeah. and she told me about that. It was pretty cool. You know, yeah. and her hair actually, so she sat, she was in front of me and her hair was like on my shoulder. Uh-huh. Like they had it straight out. So it was, it was cool. I mean, they took us to Cabo to shoot one year. Um, we all went down to Cabo. And that was my first time going to Mexico. And I got super sick from drinking the water down there. But I, <laughs> yeah. but I remember going on the beach and shooting and being chosen as one of the few. You know, there was only so many guys that they used for muscle and fitness. And that was kind of like the deal for me is, you know, when I moved to California, you know, Joe's like, I want to shoot you more. You know, I want to shoot you year round. And that it enticed me to stay in better shape, too. And then once I got here, I just, I was shooting round year round, basically, you know, have to stay in good enough shape. And, you know, I was able to do those shoots, which was really, really cool. Were you allowed, with your contract back then, you weren't allowed to be in Muscle
1: Mag International? No, they they
0: stopped us then, yeah. It okay. was just, you were exclusive to Muscle and Fitness and Flex. But to be honest, I mean, those were the main magazines. We, yeah. we always remember Muscle Mag because that was the first book I was actually in. Yeah. Um, and they gave me a cover too. But at the time... What we really liked about that magazine, and I think you'll say the same thing, there were a lot of like, uh, gossip, yeah. section. Like you learned, okay, what's going on at Gold's Venice, and yep. and you learned about like the amateurs more. I feel like in it those books.
1: Ag- yeah, they had a, a thing in there where they talked about anabolics. They did. Yes, there was a, a column, and it was like three things, and they would talk about stories. And then I remember there was one where they had like a ghost IFBB pro or something, where he would just talk
0: about. So I mean, that's like every day on the internet now. So back
1: then, you know, I always look forward to that one for those reasons. And then muscular development always had you know good stuff, but it always seemed like you know Flex Magazine was always the I believe. I
0: believe the contracts we signed, though, it kind of steered us away from talking about that side. Of course, and I think you know that carried over for a long time. I just feel like today, uh, you know, people are wide open about. Their usage and listen. I've gone on stuff and talked about a little bit, but you know, I I don't think I, I think anyone that is endorsing brands and you know basically is is coming up. I, I don't know if it's the best thing to talk about truthfully. I don't
1: think it is at all. And, and I tell all the people I work with this. You still have to remember, it is a scheduled three narcotic. It is still a controlled substance. If you get caught with one pill or one milliliter of some type of anabolic it is a felony you're a criminal you have to be careful with what you talk about now I know some guys have legal prescriptions and that's fine but you still you still have to remember not everybody realizes the legalities of it and I, and I don't think anyone should talk super open about it because there are people like like we'll listen to podcasts sometimes and guys will start talking about gear and it's obvious they have no idea what they're talking about they're listening to what their cousin sister's brother talked about mm-hmm. and it's some astronomical amount that's just not realistic. I know and
0: it's not good that it's some horrible. people hear that and then they think, "Well, he did it, so it's it's okay." And and,
1: and and I've always said this too. The guys that are doing the best usually are taking the least. The guys that are taking these obscene amounts are not placing well. And I know people argue with this and and I can Say firsthand, I've I've been in the, the trenches with a lot of these guys at the highest level. I mean, I, I'm pretty familiar with what they've put in their body and it's usually nowhere near what one would think. And then when you tell somebody so-and-so took this and this and this, I go, oh, they're a liar. There's no way they could get that big. And the reality is everybody responds different to something. There's a guy who can go drink one beer and fall pass out drunk and there's another guy that can drink a case of beer. They're, everyone's different the way their body responds to things. You know, I remember... You know, I think Phil talked about what he what he took going into him turning pro, and if and if someone looked at it, they go, "There's no way he did that." That's what he did, because he didn't have the money. He was yeah, just a crazy I think, responder. I
0: think, I think even if he he didn't have the knowledge, I think of course was, that was another thing is like having the knowledge and you know it's like me talking about like how I've stayed on such a rigid program and never tried certain foods and. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we hear these stories about, you know, I think we were talking about like DECA the other day or something. And I was like, you know, that wasn't something I ever really utilized in my protocols. And I, I you never even asked me why. And it, it just, I don't know. It just wasn't presented. I don't know that much about it. I mean, obviously people talk, Oh, it's good for your joints or yeah, I think powerlifters used it a lot or whatever else, but I was a bodybuilder. So I never had joint issues. I still don't have joint issues. Um, you know, like we said, we cycled and, you know, obviously I was kind of, If I was, I was under somewhat of a doctor's supervision, but it, meaning I was being monitored my blood tests, but recommendations are never going to be like, oh, of you course. need to do this recommended dosage to, to win Mr. Olympia, you know of what course. I mean? So whenever they say, well, I'm on prescription and It's okay, you know, prescription for a bodybuilding show is a little different from of course your normal guy that's just trying to to control his levels. But I still think if I was to train an older gentleman or female, I think the hormone panels is very important. Like they should have blood work. They should I should know where where they stand with different hormone levels to understand how their body's gonna be reactive. Yeah, Because I feel people have beaten down their bodies with so much stress, lack of sleep, poor diet, because all those factors, cortisol is through the roof, you know, stress levels. It plays a huge role yeah. on what you do. Yes, it does. And sleep is the number one thing. I mean, that was always of, my problem. Yeah. And still to this day, I think you... I don't sleep much.
1: I, I remember being a little kid. Like I've said before, I remember being five years old. My mom putting me to bed and me... Staring at the ceiling all night until she walked in. I
0: stayed awake all night. Was it nerves though? I don't know. It's always been. Do not feel don't sleep like a lot. I? I know. Like when I had to catch a flight yes yesterday at five. You know, I had to get up at three forty five. Yeah, dude. I I have, like woke up every fifteen minutes. I, I do feel too. Like, oh my god, am I gonna miss it? Yep. No. If if I even if, though I have an alarm that I'll I can impossibly sleep through. Yep. I'm always afraid. Like, oh, I need to. Like, I'm okay. How much time do I have? left? I think in? with with me with I've traveled. I would say on average, at
1: least every other week, the last 20 years. A lot of times it's once or twice a week. And your body just gets so used to, I gotta travel tomorrow, you're automatically waking up at 3:30. You're automatically waking up at 4, 4:30 because you're so afraid that if you miss a flight, it can affect you financially. That's how it was for me a long time ago. It's not like that now, but my body just automatically, if I know I'm traveling the next day. I'll stay up till midnight or 1 in the morning, and every 30 minutes, my eyes Have you ever
0: overslept and missed a flight? Never, never, never. Junior, remember when you overslept, you were supposed to take me to the airport? (laughs) I have missed a flight in my life one time. Because of, not because of oversleeping, no.
1: I was in New York. We were there for Justin Tuck's celebrity uh, billiards tournament. And they had some football player was flying around the same time I was. And we're in Manhattan and, and we had to get, they had like limousines for all of us. And I'm sitting down there waiting. My flight was at a certain time. And I remember they gave us a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. It was a King James edition. It was like 500 bucks. It was a gift for, for being at this event. And I get in the vehicle and I'm waiting. Well, down there, there's so much traffic and this guy was late. So they had to circle. Well, try to circle at five o'clock in Manhattan. So it takes like 30 minutes to come back around and then he gets in the car and we get to the airport and I couldn't carry on this bottle of alcohol. So I had to check my bag and the lady's like, at this airport, it has it's 60 minutes before this is the law. So you can't get on this plane. You have to check a bag unless you want to throw it out. So I had to check a bag and I had to wait two and a half hours. It's the only time I've ever missed you a want flight. To throw
0: it out, huh? Well, no. So I mean, it, was it was after 9-11 then for yeah. sure. Yeah, after. this was probably
1: 07, 06, yeah. somewhere around there. And that's the one time I missed a flight. You know, it's funny. People miss flights all the time, like in our world. It's like, to me, it's just unacceptable. (laughs) It's completely unacceptable because that just means you're just not responsible. You know what time you have to be there. Sometimes a month in advance. Get there on time. Fortunately for us, we can go to the lounge. So I'll go three hours early because I'll sit in the lounge well, and you just go work. there
0: early because you get the free food. I get the, the coffee. <laughs> the Amex lounge has that good Italian <laughs> yeah. coffee. I told you, I went to the Amex lounge <laughs> on this trip to yeah. leave in Vegas, dude. And the line was like all the way down the wall. So yeah. I went to the priority lounge. Yeah, lounge. yeah. 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 But I thought about you too. But I like remember. Sucker always gets to, to the lounge. <laughs> I
1: always get there. But I remember little John telling me he missed and he travels more than anyone I'd know. He's missed two flights in his life. And he gets annihilated drunk and still makes his flight. So then there's people that know way in advance what time they have to get there, and they'll just casually show up late and they'll miss their flight all the time. They're like, oh, I just missed my flight. I'm like, how irresponsible can you be? They're you not know, gonna hold the flight for you.
0: Do you know some people they they like they think this is like the dream life, you know? <laughs> Traveling every week and yeah. <laughs> this year this year has been the hardest Travel year, I think, of existence, meaning time wise, everything's off. It just like, yes.
1: Yeah. Someone just, a friend of mine just put a post up about that how every flight is delayed or late or, or the planes are broke or this, that, you know, there. I think the reality is, and this is just, and I have no proof of this, the world is getting more and more populated. There's only so much time in the day. And there's only so much space in the sky that planes okay, can fly. What about when you look at the graph on
0: what's flying? <laughs> that's
1: It's crazy. When you'll see the that's thousands amazing. of flight. And they have, you know, the, from what I understand, they have patterns in the sky that's just like roads. So they know which way the planes are going. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So many people will say, oh, my God, it's amazing. You get to fly around the world. It's a dream life. And I'm like, you know how many times I've flown to a city? I remember one year. This was in 06. uh During spring break, I went to Cancun three times in one week, and I didn't see the sun any one of the times. Every night we landed at like nine o'clock, got to the hotel, did whatever, went to the venue, performed, and at five a.m. we were back at the airport, getting on a flight, flying to the next city, and then we'd fly back two days later. Then we'd fly back, we'd fly back because they were filming. So so many people look at us and they think like, "Oh my God, you get to go to you get to go to." this such and such city, how amazing is it? I'm like, yeah, I saw the hotel room and I saw an expo and then I saw a gym and then I saw a restaurant and then we went back to the airplane and we flew home. So it's not like we're out partying and of all the times that we've traveled, you and I, all over the world, I can think once we actually went out.
0: Once. Once. Was that Dubai? It was
1: my birthday, and Sonny drug us out. That was fun, yeah. And we went to Club White on the rooftop, and it was my birthday, and I remember Lloyd Banks was performing, and we sat there, and I think I had one drink, (laughs) and then we left. (laughs) And then we went back and went to sleep. That was like, what, 2016,
0: I think? Yeah, it was the year I started dating Angie. Yeah, because you
1: just started dating her shortly before that because we had this, this big trip set up. But... I don't remember. I think Phil and I one time in like 2015.
0: No, we went out in Lake Budapest. I think that was the same trip though, right? Yeah, but that
1: wasn't a club. We went on a boat. Yeah, true. We sat at we, that was that was kind of cool. We took a boat down the whatever river and you could see the all the buildings and stuff. But that wasn't like go out and do anything. You know, I I did. I have kind of made a promise to myself when I earlier in my travel days, I would always make sure to take time and go see stuff. Even if I'd get up at 5 in the morning and yeah. just go take a, a taxi or so
0: whatever So this is your bucket list thing this year is to no, see more sites? Just I said, to try. I said that, you know, it's like you're talking about buying the memorabilia. I just had that on YouTube. Like, yeah. You know, we bought the shirts and stuff. Yeah, for, the golds.
1: Yeah. No, it's like, like, for example, like this weekend I go to Loveland, Colorado for Brian Shaw's uh, Strongest Man on Earth. Can people still go to that event? Uh, I don't know. It might be sold out. I know like the Diamond and Platinum, they were they sell out in the first like five minutes that he posts them. And I think it holds like 5,000 people. So Thursday night, he's doing a reunion with the History Channel okay, with uh, the four strongest men in history. So he's doing that on Thursday. Then Friday is like the athletes meeting, meet the athletes. And then Saturday, Sunday is the competition. How many guys competing? I think like 16. And then it's all the, the guys from the strongest Man in the world. And then uh, come home late Sunday night. I think I get in at midnight. And then Monday, Tuesday, we're home. Then Wednesday, when we're do we route leave? to Europe. We go to Cluj, Romania.
0: And we get there Thursday. We get there and-
1: Thursday. Then on Friday, you have a seminar with Neil. Saturday, you have an appearance. Sunday, you do the, the awards. I know there's some, some athletes coming over that want to do some video collabs with you and whatnot. And then that Monday, you fly home. And I'm just going to stay in Europe that week because the following week, I have to fly to Europe anyways because Regan's doing Italy and Spain. So what am I going to do? Like, years ago, I would have flown home for a week and turned around and flown right back. I would, yeah. I know, but this is the first time in my life I'm going, you know
0: what? It's a it, Listen, you're going in the ideal time, dude. I Early know. September is like the best. <laughs> I, I used to go there during the Arnold Classic that time when uh-huh. I was in was in Madrid. Or, Madrid, yeah. Dude, I had a lot of fun
1: there. Yeah, it was beautiful. So, I had to
0: walk around the city, and I was in an Airbnb. When, it was great.
1: So I have a, I'm, I'm not exactly even sure what I'm going to do. I kind of want to... Wake up every morning and decide, because I don't care what you flights text, cost.
0: Uh, you should text Maureen and they're in
1: Spain. Ram, we'll see yeah. that. We'll see them. But I spoke to Milos last night because he's from Serbia, which is right okay. next to Romania, and I got some ideas. I might just rent a car and just go drive all over the place because there's uh, uh, Croatia's there, North Macedonia, Belarus, um, Slovenia. Um, Montenegro, there's all these countries there. And I might just drive around, or I might jump on a plane, go to Vienna. Um, I have a friend that's over there, and we can area. go see two or three countries. I thought about going to uh, Sicily, which I've never been, or go to Naples. And I even looked at going to Morocco, or I, I don't know. I'm, I looked at going to Kazakhstan, because there's some beautiful places in Kazakhstan. That I just don't want to go anywhere where it's going to take me more than like four or five hours to travel. And some of the because Cluj is such a small city, everywhere is two
0: layovers. How do you think these shows are going to be?
1: I'm assuming it'll be pretty busy because there's an amateur show and the. It but looks there's like, a lot
0: of pros still trying to qualify. I wonder how many people from the states are going to try to go though. Some of these guys. I don't know. I mean, it's going to well, be out fight So, so as long as Andrew qualifies, then. But what happens if Andrew? Oh, oh, you're talking about the the Italy show, the yeah. Italy and
1: Spain. Um, I don't know. I would assume if Andrew didn't qualify, I would assume he would. Either go do one of those, because there's three shows in Europe still. Three, no, four. There's two in Italy. There's one in uh, uh, Nice, France. And then there's the Spain one. But there's also Legions. Legions. So there's five. I think there's one other show. I think there's one in Brazil for some reason. I could be wrong. But I think there's, there's about six or seven more shows to qualify. So if Andrew doesn't qualify, then he's going to have to do one of these. But it's looking like these shows in Italy are going to be pretty stacked up with Regan and, and Nathan De Asha and Good Vito. And I'm looking forward to it. But we already have, we already have all the internal stuff after the, the week that I'll kind of go around. I already know we're going to be in Milan for six days. And then from there, they have a direct flight from Milan to Alicante. So I'm sure all of us will jump on a plane and the whole crew will just fly over in Spain. And I think, uh, I think Marines over there right now. So we'll be in Spain for a week and we'll just spend time there in the week. Yeah, it home. seems
0: like the social aspect has been really, really popular with our European and international people. Like you have a lot of guys that are doing a lot of mm-hmm. YouTube and, you know, social media yeah, posting, which we wouldn't even know about it because back in well, the day, like they would feature articles, right. on up and coming and potentially guys that are challenging for the titles. But now, I mean, it's kind of up to you to kind of do your own thing, yeah. but Without it being controlled, do you think it's a positive or a negative for people as far as what? Do you think someone po- like someone posting like do you think it it showcases their personality which can be positive or negative sometimes? It can be
1: either. Yeah. I think for some people social With some people social media can make them do a star. You think they
0: overexpose themselves on some social media. Some people do. Media.
1: Some the other part is the other part that's real difficult is you can have your social media if you're authentic with it and put your true self out there, I think it helps you. The problem is when your social media is so controlled and you look like if you're a girl and you look a certain way or if you're a guy and you act a certain way on social media, but then in real life, you're the opposite. Like if you come across as a super nice, friendly guy, but you're a dick in person and this happens, I think it hurts you because when people meet you then, then they start talking like, hey man, I thought this was a nice guy and I met him and he was a jerk then they're going to tell 10 people that you were a jerk. So your your social media can harm you if you're not authentic with it. If you're a dick on your social media and people see that, some people like that, you know, and then they're like, oh, he was just like his social media in person. So I, I, think, it can, I think it could hurt you or help you. You know, people say that about your social media, that when they see you in person, you're the same person on the social media well, as you are I mean, in real life. What do
0: they see? They see people post pictures with me or... Yeah, You know, I go to a lot of meet and greets, right? I still think it's it's important. We talk about yeah. that all the time. But, you know, it's easy for me to say after tra- traveling this weekend, like, I'd like to stay home more and, and focus more on my, my internal business and not be on the road and travel extensively. But then and once again, like, what did I do all this for? Yeah. I feel like all this that I've done in capturing it, like in real time and, and really bringing along all these people and giving them the motivation and, and the belief. I think it's the belief that drives people. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, and, and learning and listening to people without actually them coming out and straight straight out saying they're like, you inspired me or, you know, I followed you and like, I think the underdog thing was very positive. Yeah, And we talk about that because someone said to us, I forget where we were. And they said, I think you would have won. 10. Who, someone said that to us the other day. Were you with me or someone yeah, yeah, else? no. I, we're, we, I forgot someone where we were. said, yeah, you're right. You would have won 10 Olympias. And I'm like, eh, well, reverse back. Like me not, not have, winning it. I don't know if I would have stayed motivated. That's what I said.
1: I still think, and I know people will argue this the opposite way. You getting second over and over and over and over, it made people look at you as the underdog that you're fighting the yeah, best I mean, of all time. And you know what? If you would have if you would have beat Ronnie in 01, he wouldn't have been the best bodybuilder of all time. So then what would it have been? You just beat a Mr. Olympia. But the fact that he won yeah, 8 and you kept anyway. fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and you finally defeated the guy who everyone thinks for I don't know anyone who says different is the best bodybuilder of all
0: Church, time. Of course, yeah.
1: That builds your legend. You were the guy that de- you were the you took down the
0: But would I have been in that position if I would have won from there forward? Maybe. And, it, but and then we when don't know. Phil beat me, it would have made him that much better. It could have.
1: You could have. Or or like I said, imagine if you would have beat Ronnie or and Dexter. He, Dexter beat of me. course. Imagine if you would have beat Ronnie in the next year. What he looked like in thirteen, he came back in in two thousand two, and imagine if he destroyed you. Yeah. Then you would have been like, oh, my God, I won it. And then everyone's like, oh, you weren't a real Mr. Olympia. You shouldn't have won. And it could have messed with your head. Like,
0: the way it planned out is the way it's supposed to be. And I wouldn't have won all those Arnold classics and financially. No. Like, at the time, that was a huge, huge financial boost. I didn't even think of it like
1: that. If you won the Olympia, you wouldn't have done those Arnold. Oh, no. Those three Arnolds made you enough money that you invested that you're still seeing dividends to this day from investments you made with that. And you wouldn't have made that money. You might not have, you know, it, it, would, it, it changes the trajectory of
0: history. Yeah, guest posings. Of and course. Relationship building. And, and th- think about Contracts. It. I mean, my contract, like when I won the Olympia, I landed like the largest contract ever. Of course. Because it just fell at that time, right? I won the Olympia and then it was, my contract was up, right? Yeah, it, it
1: worked out perfectly. So, so I, I still think the fact that you got second all those years was you were David trying to take down Goliath. Goliath and you did. And it it helped build your legend, but it also made you as hungry as can be because chasing somebody is a lot easier than being chased because you know what I mean? You knew what you were against and you said, I have to outwork him. But if you're at the front of the it's just like a, a race. They always say the guy that's leading is at a disadvantage because he's breaking the wind for the person behind him. So he's working harder. So the person, if they can just keep their pace with them, that last 50 yards or 100 yards, they've saved energy and they can pass and go on. It's
0: the same thing here. Or I'm I'm stupid. I mean, Kai Green could have been in (laughs) that position, I feel like, because no one even really talks about the Phil Heath-Kai Green battles like that because there was a consistent battle for a long time, but Kai never won the Olympia. Do you think think the narrative would have changed if he would have actually kept going and defeated Phil Heath? Do you think... And if if Kai – I don't know if he would have, but –
1: I believe if Kai would have kept going at it, eventually he probably would have been the guy instead of Sean. Yeah. Because he was the closest to Phil. And he might – it would have been the same thing. This guy kept on and on and on, and he finally beat Phil. But instead, you know, he was right there for a couple years, and then he kind of just went in a different direction. He did an Arnold in, what, 2016 he did all three Arnolds, Australia, Brazil. I don't know what his last show was in 2016, maybe. Yeah, it was. Arnold Brazil was his last show that he's done. He did the Arnold US,
0: then he did Arnold Australia. Yeah, because I think 14 was the last Olympia he did. <laughs> yeah. So what's crazy to think is, like, I competed in 13, yeah. and his last one was 14. He was second. And and it's was crazy right when I hear the, the stats on that because I'm like, damn, like, Kai Green hasn't competed almost as long as I had at Olympia. Yeah,
1: it's Nine it's years. Going, yeah, this will be his ninth year. He hasn't, and he's still relevant. He's still massive. He's still in the scene. He's still, you, you know, got the ten, sponsors. For me, since I competed, and then his last year, his last on stage would have been sixteen. And uh, I think I forgot what month that was in Brazil, but I think it was short. It wasn't super long after the Arnold uh, uh, Australia. But are you looking forward to anything? What are you looking forward to in uh, Romania?
0: know how much time we actually have right I mean we, we'll we we'll have like I'm gonna I'm gonna go get out probably one of the evenings and see some of this I mean I don't know what it's like in that city but I'm hearing the theater is unbelievable but I just hope the crowd is like like I think large I mean they got a lot of division so I'd imagine that you know you have a lot of fans coming for different people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know it being such a major event like them bringing it back after so many years i feel like the event could be really large
1: i what i've noticed is whenever we go to shows overseas they're much more attended than they are in the states outside of the arnold and olympia but it seems like fans are really serious about like when you go to the middle east or you go to germany and you see dennis uh, james and dennis wolfs are completely sold out remember the loaded cup sold out like all these shows overseas have such such strong support system that I have a feeling this one will be. It's It's got the Olympia name attached to it. The last time the Olympia name was attached to a professional show is when Dexter won the, the Masters Olympia in Germany. And that was, what, seven years ago? So there hasn't been the Olympia name attached to a show in a long time. And it does have relevant, even though it's Masters, relevant top guys right now that are still competing in the open regular olympia so this isn't like when someone thinks masters they would think maybe it was some watered down bot. it's not these are going to be top guy, top people yeah. like i saw uh jessica wilson's doing it she just got second to ashley Caltwalser in a show she pushed her there's a bunch of people that are competing that are still active
0: right now yeah, she sent me a video the other day there she did yeah because i commented on her picture and I said, uh, I said, yeah, get ready, you know. Cause she yeah. said, says And then uh, she sent me like a video, like saying, "Yeah, I'm ready," you know.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, there's there's four or five girls the, we saw at the expo. Yeah, know, we saw. Yeah, yeah. There's four or five girls in in the bikini division that are going to be right there. There's some two twelve guys that are going to be right there. There's 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 a bunch of divisions that the you know, the top guys. There's some guys that I mean, Phil Klahar is doing. I'm looking in. forward
0: to watching the yeah. open for sure. You know. Yeah.
1: So I, I don't know. I'm going to do a little more research on uh, Cluj. I think that's, I don't know if I'm saying it right or wrong. Um, I did look at going to Dracula's castle. Like afterwards, it's about a four-hour drive. There's no trains there. I even looked up. I I, could never go without Angie,
0: so she'd kill me. I'd
1: I'd reached out to, uh, like, different friends of mine overseas. I'm like how much does it cost a charter plane? Because <laughs> it's only, it's it's not that far, but the, the route you have to take through the mountains takes yeah. four hours. I'm like, all right, what is it, a 30-minute charter? Like, how much? Like, 1,500, two grand? Like, can you just get me there? But I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm not sure if, if if I did go to that castle, I'd have to- sleep
0: in the coffins, you know. You do? Yeah. I
1: can- I would fly from Cluj to Bucharest, and they have a, a, a VIP service. It's $400 for a vehicle that will drive you there. It's like a van with, like, nice luxury van with Wi-Fi and TVs, and it's like three or $400 to do that. But when I was talking with Milos, he said there's other castles that are, like, five times bigger that oh, are yeah. even more infamous there that are in different parts of
0: Romania. But I don't, I don't know if I'll have time to I see have it to else. get Mona give us the lowdown on what we need to see in that city.
1: Yeah. Well, Mona's Mona's there, but also Alina Popa is the promoter. Okay. And yeah. she's from yeah, course, Romania. Yeah. So she's the one that, you know, I've been messaging back and forth with her, you know, getting ready, asking her opinions on stuff because, you know, that's her home country. So looking forward to it. And then yeah, you and get you. to fly home and I get to stay in Europe for three weeks.
0: It's okay. I come back at the Young LA event the next weekend. It's a closed event. It's sold out already. Really? Yeah, What's the Adventure story behind Center. that? So they bring in all the athletes in for a meet and greet um, and like a daily activity thing. They have a lot of cool stuff planned, actually. Mm-hmm. So they have a limited cast uh, of people that allowed come in. You know, they had sold tickets, and they wanted to just have do a like invitational kind of thing. And, you know, they have some of the athletes there doing meet and greets and, you know, having a day of activities is two days, uh, Saturday, Sunday, that weekend, so Labor Day weekend. So it's kind of, you know, kind of a cool little thing and get get the brand out there a little more, show recognition. Thank you to all the people that support it and, uh, you know, for us to kind of mingle and do our thing. It's, you know, we we do this every week, so it's it's just easy for me. I mean, mm-hmm. but always exciting to do, uh, you know, the trips to California. They're quick for me, but uh, definitely keeps me out of staying. And are you just going to fly in and fly out or are you going to drive? I'm going to drive probably and stay the next day or two. It's a long weekend, so. Yeah, Probably relax a little. That's bit. right. It's Labor Day weekend, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'm off this weekend, so we'll see. Maybe we'll get out and do something this weekend. We've been talking about <laughs> celebrating both our birthdays because I've been doing the fit for fifty thing, but you know that's still a little ongoing until after the Masters, and it's going to still continue after that because I'm going to keep my weight down. But you know, training's been good. I stayed training. I ended up with a little kind of cold, but before uh, yeah. after the uh, Anaheim Expo. So you know, for me, I just. You know, I, I'm just all about the healthy lifestyle now and really just trying to maintain a certain body weight and condition. Yeah. I think that's, you know, really done by the nutrition factor more than anything. Yeah. Well, you still learn your body. You know, I'm still learning stuff even at my age, you know, how the body re- is reactive. I didn't see anything that was super challenging to me. What I learned is the techniques I learned in the past pretty much still do the same. I'm sure.
1: The only difference now is you're just not training as intense or as no, no, heavy.
0: I'm not training as intense, but I'm still more consistent. I mean, I've been training, like I said, almost seven days a week. I mean, I didn't train yesterday, but I trained the two days prior and, you know, I'll get to the gym this this evening and, you know, I got everything done today. So mentally it's going to be a great, a great workout for me and I'll be able to stay focused. But, you know, like I said, it's, uh, you know, we'll have some good casts coming on here, uh, the yeah. next, the next week or so. And, uh, you know, you'll be on a hiatus for a minute, but we'll have some some <clears throat> content to kind of spill over. And, yeah, uh, we're
1: we're filming with someone tomorrow. That'll probably we'll probably launch that out in about two two weeks. So we'll we'll get a couple we'll get a couple in there in the in the uh, in the pipeline. Yeah, we'll have a couple in the pipeline. There's there's one other person I want to get that. You know, it's it's there's a couple people that we want to get just to have them done, and I'll already have them edited, uploaded, just sitting there, and they'll just launch. You know, while we're while we're overseas. It gives you a little breakaway from, from, cause you do so much other media stuff. And at some time. Oh, that's like,
0: what, you know, that we kind of came on and talked about it, but it's like, you know, I, I found this is the most challenging for me ever is my social media platforms now. And granted I have a, a team that kind of helps me with it in a certain extent, but at the same time, it's like trying to remember every, every channel for certain content, you know, between yes. Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. It's a lot. Twitter, Facebook. I'm utilizing it like crazy. And to be honest, everywhere I go, I'm stopped. That's a question I get all, often is, do I get stopped in public? And it's like, yeah. airport's crazy, man. Of course. I mean, you get in the Ubers and people are like, Hey, I know you, you know, the driver, <laughs> the drivers. And they, they sometimes don't want to say anything cause they don't know how, how I'm going to react. Yeah. And people are so shocked at like how receptive I am. To, oh, let's take a picture, you know? And, and they're like, wow, really? You know, in the restaurants, like when we went to yeah. the steakhouse, we went to uh, in Anaheim. You know, and people yeah. are surprised, like, oh, you're so nice. And I, I know, <laughs> I, I just ask. I that's the first question I ask them. Do you want to take a picture? Because I know they're going to ask anyway, right? Or they let's want to. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, you're welcome. So if you guys see me, don't be afraid to say, hey, let's let's grab a picture. You know, just be be patient because sometimes when I'm eating and stuff, it's a little more difficult.
1: And you know, you know, on a different tip, like. We read all the comments and sometimes people get upset it you know, like there's a little delay with the software and there's there's why don't you do this or why don't you do this or why don't you get this person on people don't understand this isn't a big production yeah there's us there's a computer right here and there's a control and that's it there's no team there's no production team there's no nothing we make time for this when we have time this isn't like a full-time job like some people they podcast for a living we do this just to do it and it's not always easy to find time because you have how many companies do you own yeah. you still have you're still training you still have other responsibilities we both still travel every week so there's times where we just don't have time to do no, a podcast and,
0: and you know we talked about it's more your fault i think that we just don't do as much on the road because i would just take a cell phone and have <laughs> one camera yeah and we like can. we could do portable mics and i mean that's something that I mean, I'm not afraid to do it. if you guys are receptive to it. I mean, le- we love to hear the comments like it li- it's not going to be, you know, people complain about like <laughs> time lapse and they complain about sound often and they complain about, <laughs> uh, I don't know. They complain about certain people things. just like, like you, to complain. No, I know. But listen, man, I do this for topics, conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, things that people will take. If you take one little thing from an hour episode, that's all we care about. Of like, course. If it's positivity for people, people look forward to it. So, you know, I, we'll do it. I mean, we travel so much. I, I don't need, like, we could put a, a, a on a tripod, of cell phone. No, no, I've, I've, I've thought about just bringing I mean, one tripod. I mean, we literally could just have my f- cell phone, your cell phone, and literally, <laughs> st- like. Yeah.
1: No, what I thought about doing is bring in one camera, one tripod. Mm-hmm. We'd still have to bring the, the mixer here, and. The, the microphones connect, we'd have to get different microphones because these are too big and they're, yeah, yeah. they're these no, are we, really expensive. We, we could
0: just have... We could. I mean, even just the one in the middle that, you yeah. know, the sound might be a Maybe, little Maybe, you know what,
1: look, if if, if I'm going to do more research tonight, I know I have in the past, and if I can find a way where we don't have to bring this massive mixer, if there's a way to condense it or if there's someone out here who knows what else we could bring, where we could just get two small micro, even if they're wireless and they... We could find a table somewhere, and we could do these yeah. more often when we travel. It just when we travel, you know, I have my bag with my clothes. I have my carry-on that has the computers and has chargers and has this. Your carry-ons have stuff in it. We don't. We would just have to find a way to bring other stuff because I would not check any of this shit. Because if you check something, someone will go, "Oh, there's a thousand dollar camera. Let me just jack you."
0: Maybe that's the way we can corner Schwarzenegger and at least get at least a fifteen minute. You know? <laughs> Or I'm going to tell Brian, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know.
1: Hey, we'll come. Well, if we are going to shoot that, we would just move this whole thing yeah. there. But no, if if someone has advice on uh, on a good travel, travel setup. setup that we can, you know. Reach out to us, Bring yeah. the camera. I mean, even if we only bring one camera. One camera's fine. We don't need to have, like right now we have three. But we only have two going right now, just this one and this one. But if we could find a way you to do You probably one, get a case anyway and just so you have it, you know. Just like the Pelican case yeah. and, and but it's the only thing that's held me back from it is how big these microphones are. Yeah, we can not bring those. And how big the uh the road mixer is. It's it's big. But I know there's a way to get a smaller one that all this stuff could fit in a backpack. And if that's the case, then it would be no problem. Then we could just pop up well, a If we can board. ever get a
0: hold of uh Rob Bailey's backpack. I know. We,
1: I'm going to I'm going to we're going to post so it Flagner
0: on Flagnar Fail is dropping a crazy backpack right now and yeah. I think it's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, but is it sold out or?
1: Yeah, it's sold out right away. But it's it's like you could put cameras. You Rob, could put all we this need stuff
0: that in. backpack. So please save us one if we can purchase one. Yeah,
1: we're gonna we're gonna have to screen record this and send it to Rob. Yeah. To <laughs> we want our backpacks. You know what? And then we'll put a link in the bottom because we saw it that too. backpack and it is yeah, no loaded dude. Him and Dana had one and they're like showing us like, look at this backpack. It can do all this cool stuff and it's this. It's Junior, this. you should have seen this backpack Rob had. I know that he made. And I'm looking at it. I'm yeah, like, he I was like, it. why are you show? I want one. Like, I trust me. I travel every week. I I, I could actually use this for real. So, but it's sold out right away. So I guess we don't have any pull to get one.
0: Shout out to Rob Bailey. So make sure <laughs> you guys go on there and try to order that and tell him we need it.
1: <laughs> yeah, tell him. Uh, <laughs> tell him uh, Cutler Cast sent me, and yeah. I need uh and I need to order one and have it delivered immediately.
0: So, all right, guys. We'll. Is- uh, we're gonna sign off, but please comment below if you guys uh, if you guys are down with that. We can uh, definitely get some uh, on the road stuff, even if it's not as as advanced. And uh, you know, we appreciate you guys following along. If you guys want to comment or uh, share the video, make sure you guys do so and uh, let me know what you think about the social media aspect. Is it something that has been adaptive, or have you guys you know had the difficulty kind of like transitioning? Or some people, I I never did the threads thing. I mean, that's something that's new. I never. I just. I still mess with Twitter. I had it on there. I it said oh. sign. I clicked it, and I don't. I don't even know how to use it. So I just already got rid of okay. it. So I, my accounts just. You lost there. your number then?
1: No, it it has it on there. I just oh. didn't. No, you
0: can't like get rid of it. Oh. But I just don't have it on my phone anymore.
1: I have the account. Okay. I I don't know how to use
0: it. Yeah. I, so tell us what you guys think, and uh, we appreciate you guys following along. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and uh, you know keep plugging away at it. So we appreciate you guys.